Welcome to Shaken and Disturbed, everybody. I am Darren Karp here with John Thrasher doing his fist bumps. I'm doing my fist pumps. The fist bumps, pumps and pumps. The fist punches at the camera. That's right. That's By right. the way, I want to just get to my own little horn here really quickly at the top of the show. Um, some of you who may be watching this on our Sussy Radish feed might notice that you can see maybe a little more pores than usual on my face because I've oh, changed yeah, you my webcam. Got fucking, yeah. you got, finally got that shit figured out because you it, were like... Yeah. You were like jaundiced. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Last week it was like a whole 10 minute such scenario where I could not get my lighting correct. And I think it was my webcam. Turns out, here's a fun pro tip for you guys. You can use your iPhone if it's like yeah. iPhone 13 or something or later as your main webcam. And those iPhones have like a 48 megapixel camera in it. And I'm honestly a little too HD to be completely honest with you. I don't love how how like um detailed I look. I would like I would prefer an Instagram it's filter. Soft, it's a good soft lighting on you. Yeah. Exactly. What I notice now that I can stare at your face as oh, opposed yeah. to, you know, like something going out is that right. you have positioned yourself so perfectly that I don't have to see you in the background of your own background. I get to see magic and his little oh, like, that's true. chubba chubba chunk cheeks. Yes. And like I'm into the chubba chunk cheeks. So like this is this is this is good. You know, you know what's sad? And those photos that you guys can see on the Sussy Radish uh feed on Patreon is that those are before he was chunky. So imagine what he looks like now, just so you know. We He's should maybe update those pictures. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Um that's okay though. That's okay. We're no we don't fat shame on the show, except you know, he does just need to stop eating. You know, it's just I can't afford to feed him. Let's put it that it's way. It's like it's like that movie Seven, you know, the Seven Deadly Sins. Yes. And he's like glutton. And he's he like is. The bed. He's just like he just is force feeding himself until the point of death. That's he fine. Really is. It's fine. Um, that's you know fine. what? And as long as he's happy, that's all that matters to me. Um, <sighs> well, let's well, get right into this week's episode. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes, but um, also forgot to mention this on NMR. Oh, yeah. It was John Thrasher's birthday, everybody, oh, on Wednesday. Oh, that's right, so, by the time this comes out. By the time this comes out, I hope everyone has wished him a very happy birthday. He's turning 28, Thank and you. he's just so right, excited. Yes, And happy belated birthday from all of us here at Shaken Thank and Disturbed. You. Thank Thrasher. you. I'm a very, um, very casual 28. That's yeah, not, yeah. yeah nothing Sorry. to see here. No, Don't look into that, please. Yep. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. Um, thank you, Darren. I appreciate that. And thank you to you guys. If you have, uh, we're frankly recording this before my birthday. So if you have, uh, sent me well wishes, thank you. And maybe I will get to that next week. Um, Darren really quickly, I want to get yeah. into this week's episode, but I do yes. want to tell you that this is actually a case suggestion from one of my coworkers. Shout out to one of my coworkers, Laura. Oh, um, thanks, Laura. Yeah, as most of you guys know, I recently moved to Pittsburgh. I have some a whole Lara new set of Laura. Laura? Oh yeah, I don't I'm I Laura is how I would say her name or Laura. Laura. I I usually would say Laura, but Laura has come to mind for some reason. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, well, let us know. Otherwise, yeah, let us know. <laughs> I'll check in with her uh, tomorrow yes. and make sure that this is fine. But anyway, as I said, I recently moved to Pittsburgh and told Laura about my true crime show, and she was very excited. And she was like, "Did you hear about this guy named Ray?" And I was like, "No." And you know, quite frankly, unless you're a Patreon listener who um, can submit your 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 ideas to us. You know, a lot of people send me, a lot of friends and people in my life and other coworkers give suggestions. And sometimes I can get to it and sometimes it just slips my mind or whatever. 
But her pitch about this particular case, when she was mentioning it to me, I was like, wait a minute, what happened? And so um, I had to I had to do this. And it's connected to Pennsylvania, actually, which we're about to get into. Um, and so the state you reside in now. That's right. That's what I mean. So You're in it's a very, swing state. I am in a swing state. And I did register to vote uh, not too long ago. So that will be happening. But anyway, Darren. Um, yeah, so that's the that's today's uh, connection to the case. Right, well, let's thank you, uh, Laura, Laura, for your suggestion. <laughs> let's get into it. Ray Gricar started out with seemingly the perfect all American life, which, by the way, I don't even know what the fuck that means now. I just know what the idea of it has always meant. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, I think we're getting into like his details, but like in this in this time frame in Americana. Sure. He hit the, he sure. kind of fit all the like, stereotypes. Like defense, two and a yes. half. It's just funny. It's like, you know, when the Lauren Boebert thing came out and she's like for the American families party or something. And I'm like, right. <laughs> her behavior just goes to show how like American families or like, you know, whatever yeah. it is, is like yeah. that, that whole concept isn't really like a thing anymore, you know? Right. And meanwhile, um, she's doing inappropriate things in a theater. You know what that's I mean? That's the point. Right. Isn't that's that the point. Like, oh, it's American um, family values. Family values. Right. Yes. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Because yeah. clearly, what I does got that mean to you? Than, yeah, than you. exactly. Anyway, in, in so, the theater at Beetlejuice. Okay. Anyways, yeah, that's the best part of Beetlejuice. But Ray, <laughs> Ray Gricar was born in 1945, yeah. and he grew up in Ohio and attended the University of Dayton, where he met another student named Barbara Gray. Now, the two fell in love and married in 1969, one of the best years uh, for being oh. a hippie dippy, as that's Ray right. began the first stage of his legal career working as a prosecutor in Cleveland, and Barbara started her career in academics. Now, the two adopted a daughter named... Laura. Laura. Laura or Laura. Laura. (laughs) And decided to settle their family in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. After Barbara was offered a job at Penn State University. That's right. Now, at first, the couple decided that Ray would be a stay-at-home dad. But upon their arrival in their new city, the local district attorney accorded um, and Ported and quickly hired Ray to work in their office. So what a kind of a juxtaposition. It's kind of interesting that the two, especially during this time, would kind of want Ray to be the stay at home only yeah, because, you know, he's obviously got an advanced guy's legal career. It's very rare, especially during that time period in the 60s, 70s for the father to stay at home. Right. Not not crazy, but that's just to me, it shows like a, maybe a little progressiveness in their uh, their thinking. Now, Ray and Barbara divorced in 1991, unfortunately, and Ray, known to be a bit of a ladies' man, married another woman named Emma in 1996. Now, the couple stayed married and lived in Pennsylvania until about 2001. Unfortunately, that's when they also decided to call it quits. Now, Ray began seeing another woman named Patty Fornicola, who also worked at the DA's office, and he proposed to her once in early 2000s, but she turned him down, uh, preferring instead to remain domestic partners. Interesting. Also kind of progressive, in my opinion. Definitely. In the early 2000s to For be domestic partners. Yeah. I mean, you don't really... Honestly, when you think of domestic partners, you typically think of same-sex partnerships and relationships. So Right. You know, or just like, you know, or couples maybe that separated but they see other people you know who don't want to get divorced for whatever reason or something and and to some degree maybe patty was like okay the track record here isn't exactly you know right amazing with this guy so let's maybe take it a little easy i don't know i'm just speculating but. no i mean there could be a number of reasons for that you know where she just didn't want to be married now friends yeah, later true. spoke about their relationship as more of a partnership really than a romance i kind of think this is maybe a convenient relationship 
noting that there was fire and romance with his first two marriages, but that Patty was more of a companion and that the two, quote, didn't demand a lot from each other, end quote. Which, you know, to some extent, I think can be a good relationship where you're not demanding of other people well, so much of your significant other. But I also think that's a sign of like, you, you're you not like an active participant in your relationship as well. It really rings of John and Darren, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Really Absolutely. more of a companion. Nothing else really going on here with companion. mom and dad. The sex is good, though. Well. 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 We'll, we'll have a call at 7 o'clock on, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just talk to me at the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. So by this time, Ray had become a district attorney, a DA himself, with a reputation for being a formidable opponent. Now, on the morning of Friday, April 15th, 2005, I was in high school. Yeah, I I was. was, That was a junior. Oh, weird. I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was so cool. You were just a stupid little high school really? girl. Freshman, you were cool. Oh, okay. Really? Sorry. Oh. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So on that morning <laughs> that John was cool and I clearly was not, a 59-year-old Ray told Patty that he planned to take the afternoon off work. By 11, just Friday, April 15th, 2005. Now, by yeah. 11.30 in the morning, Ray was already gone from his office. He phoned Patty to tell her he was driving along the scenic route 192 in his red Mini Cooper. That, which, what did Mini Coopers look like in 2005? I guess I guess they were somewhat similar. Out. They were somewhat similar. I'm a car person for anyone who doesn't know. And they basically look the same. They haven't really changed the design too much. I of didn't those. think so, right? Because yeah. I remember when they really came out. Oh, yeah. It looks. Yeah. Really generally, the same. generally the same exact body. Yeah, that's why I think I've always liked them. Maybe because they've always yeah. kind of looked fresh, consistent, fresh. Consistent you fresh. get a certain level of luxury with those types of cars. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's driving around his red Mini Cooper. Yeah. Routes one ninety two, seemingly sort of enjoying himself. But this is the last time, unfortunately, that anyone would hear from Ray. Yeah, and I think you know we kind of jumped over one of the interesting details here, which is despite all of the tumult in his personal life with all the different women and the marriages and domestic partnership, he was still able to become the district attorney in that in that area. I mean, I think that's that's notable here. It's like especially for someone who was going to go in and be a stay at home dad. I mean, you kind of have to right. pivot, and it sounds like he like tackled it head on sort of, you know? Yeah. And I think we hear a lot about these like quote unquote successful people in terms of their career kind of having tumultuous personal lives. And it's like, I wonder if it's like a left brain, right brain type of thing. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. Well, when Patty arrived home from work later that afternoon, Ray was still out and Patty didn't think much of it and left for the gym. But by the time Patty arrived back from her workout and Ray still hadn't arrived home, Patty began to worry. And, you know, this is already, although this is only 2005, there is a little bit of a difference here in terms of communication. And if you think about cell phones, I mean, of course, cell phones were around in 2005, but not, you know, the iPhone hadn't come out yet. Like smartphones and and tracking and just being in constant texting communication with each other well, yeah, wasn't as pervasive. Right. Or like location tracking and stuff yeah. like that. Or like, oh, did this person like post something on social media, there was a lot less ways to track someone down. And it wasn't like if you texted and you didn't get a response back in an hour, that was crazy. Exactly. Now it's like you've been on your phone for an hour. I know that you have. Yeah. Like if, if people don't text me within the hour, I assume they're dead right. nowadays. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, well, she called his phone a few times and eventually called the police around 1130 PM when she remained unable to get in touch with him. So, you know, 
listen, let's let's make some deductive reasoning here. She went out to the gym. She got back. And I'm assuming a couple more hours went by without hearing from him. I mean, that's She hasn't crazy. heard from him now in 12 hours because yeah. it's 1130 at night. She only that's heard right. from him. at a, Well, he was already gone and he phoned her from right. the office at around that time. So, yeah, it's been 12 hours. I mean, if I hadn't heard from Nadine expecting to in 12 right. hours, I, I certainly would be at the point of panic. And having not even seen them, you know, it's like. Right. Or not have any kind of clue, like a note or anything, you know, that's kind of the crazy part here. So, and then you have to, of course, factor in that because Ray is such a high profile person and prominent member of the community, police bypassed the usual missing persons procedure and immediately began looking for his distinctive red Mini Cooper. Sure. And, you know, listen, you might say, oh, there's some privilege associated with that. There seems to certainly be, but at the same time, you know, this could mean bigger things, too, for the community. If the district attorney has disappeared, is some of it is the uh, the, the, the judge going to get targeted? Oh, and there could be a number of targets, depending on right. the prosecutor. You know, if people want to put him away, there could be motive for lots of people. And so that's what's interesting here. Well, by the following morning, authorities had found no trace of Ray and launched an air search along Route 192. After many hours of searching, investigators made their first discovery, which was Ray's Mini Cooper, Red Mini Cooper, parked across the street from an antiques market in a town called Lewisburg. I'm very familiar with Lewisburg, about an hour's uh, drive east of Center County, which is where this is. Do you have a friend there? Is that why you're so familiar? I do. Yes. Okay. A very good friend of mine lives there. I actually didn't know that this was this was connected in this way. But nonetheless, by the way, Lewisburg is a very small town. I mean, it's literally from what I from what I remember, I've only visited like once or twice. Very small town. One one road, one streetlight type of place. Got it. Now, Ray was known. I hope I'm saying that right. If you're from Lewisburg or you're from uh, from Pennsylvania, and you know something different. Feel free to correct me. That's just my my uh, personal take. But nonetheless, Ray was known for frequenting this market. Actually, and his car's present there was very unsurprising. Inside the car, however, police found Ray's powered off cell phone. And a dusting of cigarette ash along the passenger side of the car, which I find interesting. I'm really mm. glad that they were able to, like, take a really close uh, close enough look that they can notice cigarette ashes. I love that. But what's interesting about that detail is that Ray himself actually did not smoke and, in fact, hated the habit. He, he, was, noting, he, would, he was notably against smoking. Also notably was Ray's laptop was missing from his car. Authorities began looking into any activity on Ray's bank account, his credit cards, but none displayed any recent activity. I wonder how they would know that his laptop was missing from the car. The only thing I could think of is if, you know, his wife knew he took it with her and then it wasn't to be found. Right, maybe it wasn't at the office or like someone had said, oh, he walked out with his laptop going to a work meeting or something. Because I'm like, how would they know that? It's not that crazy, you know? Yeah. Fair. Well, by Sunday, April 17th, police had found a handful of witnesses who reportedly saw Ray at the antiques market two days prior, accompanied by a woman described as a tall, attractive brunette in her 30s or 40s, around 5'9", with short mm-hmm. hair. Interesting. Hey, I'm 5'7", and I'm not that tall or attractive, <laughs> I was gonna say, but I'm in you? my 30s. Well, you did go to school in Pennsylvania, so you could have I been did. involved. Yeah, I did. Well, authorities let the public know about the car's discovery, but didn't go public about the presence of a companion for over a year. Wow. Hmm. Well, listen, that sounds suspicious, but at the same time, giving too many details. 
exactly. also protect his rep. He's a district attorney. You know, this right. could ruin some people. Totally. So initially, investigators believe that the woman was Barbara Petito, a longtime friend of Ray's who fit the description and was known to accompany Ray to the antique market. And as but far as we know, by the way, not, not connected not, to Gabby Petito, we should no, mention. I hope not. Um, however, they later learned that Barbara had moved to a different part of the state and was away on vacation when Ray had disappeared. Okay, okay. so that theory is out the window. Right. Now, the lead uh, the lead of the mystery woman was not pursued further. Police later admitted that this was a mistake on their part. Mm. They suspected the woman may simply be an affair partner. And by the time they realized she may have been more relevant to the investigation, it was too late. I wonder if it was reversed that if a female district attorney was gone and she had a male companion, if mm. they had if they would have maybe they would have maybe, maybe they would have. But I'm curious how much of that was just like, eh, she's a woman. Yeah, it's definitely worth talking about and thinking you know? about. Yeah. Now, Barbara herself was incredibly frustrated that anyone had mistaken her for the woman in the picture. As according to her, it would have taken very little effort to figure out she wasn't there that day. Apparently, right. she frequented the antiques market so often that any shop owner would have known her by sight and would have been able to tell the police whether she right. kind of come by. So and also, also, sorry to interrupt you there. No, I just feel like also if he's there all the time, the shop owner may be like, oh, know. who is this? Yeah, yeah. Like right. they would know or not know who this person was. Right. I would They'd imagine. Like she was with, he was with Barbara. He was with, you know. Yeah. Whatever. And like I said, Lewisburg, I did look it up too while you were just speaking, is such a small town. I can't reiterate it enough. It's like the epitome of a very tiny little one street town. So right. that adds to the level of, you know, familiarity with shop owners, especially I feel like just like antiques, you know, people that shop antiques and have s small stores like that typically get to know faces in small towns. You know what I right. mean? Exactly. Well, she also spoke about her friend Ray, seemingly certainly certain that he did not vanish on his own volition. Quote, I would put my life on the line that he didn't just leave to go have another life. Without question, the two people who held the keys to his heart were Laura, Laura, or Laura his daughter, yeah. and Patty his girlfriend, mentioned mm -hmm. either and his face would light up, end quote. Mm. Now, this wasn't the only lead that was dismissed in haste early on in the search. An ADA who worked with Ray came forward to inform authorities that she'd seen him near the courthouse the day of his disappearance around 3 oh. p.m. But, oh. you know, and that's major. Also, like, again, yeah. he's in a very public profile position. Being seen at the courthouse, it's not like they don't know who the fucking district attorney is at the courthouse. They know Ooh. who the district attorney is at the courthouse. And what's the motivation? Um for them to for for the ADA to not mention that right away like what's going on here already you know what i mean well well you know she came forward with it it's just they didn't do anything with it oh you know, i see okay she, so i was she thinking came was forward late. with this information yeah. but they didn't do anything for it apparently her statement was ignored because it just didn't fit the timeline given by that's Patty what Coca -Cola, i mean like why which did... still but it still kind of would because Claims to have left the office. He got seen later on. So I'm, it's just like, I don't get it. Right. You know, this seems like lazy police work. But police never followed up with any other courthouse workers to see if anyone else had seen the missing man after he supposedly what? left for the day. Which, how? Like, then what are you doing on the yeah. search? Now, right. What is the, the actual point of the this point? then? Now, back at the antiques market, authorities brought in sniffer dogs to try and track his scent and help determine where the two went after leaving the market. But it didn't turn up anything. Yeah. So now we're on to Monday. It's now Monday the 18th. And Ray's family takes part in a press conference where they ask the public for help in locating him. This is always like, I don't know. I always feel so sad. Like th uh, there's a certain level of heartbreak 
in that first press conference that the family has when someone goes missing, because it's almost like you have to face not only the cameras, but the realization that, okay, this shit just got really real. I have to now go on camera and talk about uh, how my family member is missing and is potentially dead. Like, I feel like there's a certain level of like sadness that just comes with that. So it's just really a sad thing all around for every family that has to go through it. Well, around this time, reporters get wind of the fact that Ray is not the first in his family to even disappear under extremely mysterious circumstances. So nine years prior. Sorry, got a a little frog in my throat. I had to mute myself. Nothing to see here, guys. Um, Nine years prior in 1996, Ray's brother Roy vanished from his home in Ohio in a similar manner. Weird. While Roy's death was ultimately ruled a suicide, the FBI helped search for him after he vanished. Authorities continued their tireless hunt for Ray, including a weeks-long searching of the Susquehanna River, all of which still leaves them empty-handed. Now, towards the end of April, several more days go by now, police obtained a court order to view Ray's medical records, which I feel like should have been one of the first things you do, because, yeah, what if this guy, like wandered off somewhere and like had a heart attack or fell down over a cliff like who knows and especially given his brother's alleged suicide under the similar circumstances they hope that some insight into ray's health might provide some fresh leads this avenue however also turned up nothing well months go by and the first major clue didn't turn up until july when ray's laptop was finally recovered at the bottom of the susquehanna river under a bridge crossing. I will just I will just mention I used to live in Pennsylvania when I was a child and I would often go down to the Susquehanna River and play in the summer and so it's just funny to mention the Susquehanna River because I I have memories from the Susquehanna River. Anyway, uh so they find this laptop. The laptop's hard drive was removed from the machine. Wow. And would remain missing for several more months until it was finally also recovered nearby. Now, by the time they were found, both the laptop and the hard drive were far too waterlogged, of course, for any information to be recoverable. Um, And during the search of of Ray's home computer, police learned that someone had searched for phrases. Sorry, I should mention home computer different than the laptop. Sure. So home computer... Uh, someone had searched for the phrases like, quote, how water can damage a laptop and, quote, how to fry a hard drive. Hmm. So very strange um, that he, that somebody had searched that on the home computer and then the laptop and the hard drive go missing in, in the bottom of a lake. Now, and I also want to mention before we move on, you know, obviously it's not the Pacific Ocean, but – to be able to find a laptop and a hard drive well, at the, the bottom currents. of a river, yeah, with the with the currents, with with the sediment, with the whatever other smirky stuff is going on in the Susquehanna River, potentially like covering it or 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 what God only knows what. I think it's kind of crazy that they were able to find this and not only well, find it, I but mean, connect it to him. Detective things, but like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is interesting that they knew to look for it and and where they found it it. right like how did you know to find how to find it i think there might have been some more information but we'll get to some some, to some of this in a second so 
All of this, including the how to fry the hard drive and how to damage a laptop, was incredibly puzzling to the police who knew Ray was a very tech-savvy person and would have known better, by the way, to Google incriminating search terms on his personal device. So there you go. So up until this point in the search, law enforcement had felt that they had a number of possible theories of the case. Perhaps Ray had been murdered by a secret mistress. You know, he's got all these women going on in his life over the years or frankly killed as revenge uh, for one of the cases that he'd prosecuted. Remember, he's Mm, the district attorney. Exactly. But the presence of the hard drive in conjunction with the newly discovered search terms now made these theories much less viable. Right. Now, I agree to that on the whole, but I think you also have to do a sub-investigation where maybe somebody framed him and was doing these search terms to make it look like he was the one doing it. Because you don't know, you know, you don't know who typed that stuff in. Unless you have video evidence, you really don't know exactly who's typing what on any computer. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, no, you really can't. I mean, this is sort of what brought down Gypsy Rose, and then it was also a part of the Casey right. Anthony case as well. So it's just, it, these are kind of, you don't know who's writing that term. And also yeah. anyone, it's not illegal to write like how to waterlog. A right, that's like I, That's yeah. not like that nefarious in general. It's a thing, you know, but it exactly. can Exactly. Well, one theory that still had, held water, no pun intended, was the idea that Ray had either committed suicide or somehow met his end in the Susquehanna River. Now, although the riverbed itself would have been low enough to wade through at the time of his disappearance, it is full of rapids that are often piled high with brush, as I was just mentioning. Experts have stated that these piles could easily hide a human body from sight and quickly decompose it. That's true, and I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on that, but I just find it still crazy that, like, the laptop can be recovered, but Even not... he's committing suicide, like, at that point, who cares? Why separate the hard drive from the laptop and then kill yourself? Right, right. If the, unless there's something on there that could be... Right, But even what is that, that, I mean, yeah. throw the, I don't know. That just seems really, really weird. Yeah. Well, in fact, only four or five years prior to Ray's disappearances, to disappearance, witnesses saw another man fall into the river where he was quickly carried away and his body was never recovered. So there is a little bit of a precedent of somebody falling into this river, apparently, and really um, tragically losing their life. Ray's family was interviewed and agreed to undergo polygraph tests. Here we go again with the lie detector tests. They love it. Yeah, to prove that their lack of uh, prove their lack of involvement in the disappearance. Although everyone passed their lie detector tests, police have stated that Ray's family history may still play a role in the case. And it was around this point that the search for Ray, quite frankly, uh, began to go cold. So as years passed, police continued looking into more and more long shot leads in the hopes of dredging up any clues, even following up on a tip from a random woman who stated she was certain she'd seen Ray in the audience of the Oprah Winfrey show on TV. Please know that they're dredging up, they want to dredge up any clues, but not the actual evidence that was presented at the time of right, the actual right. whatever. Now, right. in March of 2010, <laughs> nearly five years after he was last seen, Cece Parks Miller, race successor as the Senator's County District Attorney, uh, put together a dedicated task force to keep this search alive. Now, in July of 2011, authorities believe they had a lead when photos of a completely unidentified man being held in a Utah jail made their way to Pennsylvania. That's weird. Just, yeah, very strange. That's like, how would it 
you know, Utah to Pennsylvania. Like how, I mean. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's like somebody in Pennsylvania saw it online or if somehow. I guess, especially because they have a task force. So like, okay, it's being blown out everywhere. But the unnamed prisoner, I guess, looks suspiciously like the missing DA Ray. And for a moment, police thought they kind of might have found their man. Yeah. Now we have a picture of this. John, is there a way to put this in the show notes? Or? Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll link to it in the show notes because we can. There's a link to it. So look on the look in our show notes for the link to the photo. Okay. So the prisoner who's on the right was eventually found to be a resident of New Mexico who simply happened to look a lot like Ray to the left. And to be fair, years difference and a beard, it does look pretty similar. It doesn't look that far off. No. I mean, when I look at this. I'm like, are we sure he didn't change his uh, identity? Because right, like his, it looks very similar. Just yeah, his eyes and a little bit less old. His eyes squint. If you're looking at the photo, I really suggest looking at the at what we linked. His eyes yeah. squint. He has a little bag under his eye. His eye, his brow bone is the same. There's and a his, little like, cheek indentations. Yeah, his cheek like, indentations. Yeah. His smile. I mean. Aside from the ears, which do look very, very different, it looks almost identical. And this is a little shocking that it's potentially And even him. the ears, it's hard to say. You know? Yeah, that's right. Like, the, the picture isn't super clear on either side, honestly. But again, this is the district attorney. This is not somebody that like people don't know, that people could like prove, like, right. hey, that's his voice. Right, of course. Yeah, that's true. So shortly after the prisoner's identity was discovered, Judge Amos good call, a personal friend of Ray's, declared him legally dead. Stating, quote, well, we believe that given the massive publicity and massive investigation, it's safe to say he's deceased now. End mm-hmm. quote. That's got to be hard. Obviously, if they were a personal friend, no one wants to give up on a case, especially if someone they love so much, you know. And I will just say this. I, what makes you think he's definitely dead at this point? I, I'm not 100 percent convinced. Right. And maybe it was just because this was the last straw. And this was like the, you know, once the prisoner's identity showed that it wasn't him. Yeah. You know, at some point, let's just let this rest. Right. I guess, you know, it would be kind of weird for such a public figure to all of a sudden just like. And I'll. Yeah. And I'm I want to make sure I say this clearly. I'm not assuming this is what happened with this judge, but I do know or at least I'm in the understanding of, I should say, that in order to collect on life insurance, you must have a legally. You must be legally pronounced dead. You have to have a death certificate to get a payout on a life insurance policy. Right. Could be potentially things involving estate and insurances and things like that, which I'm not even saying is like nefarious, but I'm not sure I would legally pronounce somebody dead at this point. But okay, this is what happened. So now let's kind of give you a little bit of a timeline, something related, even though it's not related. It is. Okay. So in November of 2011, a bomb of an announcement, for those of you guys who remember, revealed that Penn yep. State football coach Jerry Sandusky had sexually assaulted 10 boys. Major, major news in Major news. I mean, this guy was just like a history-making football, like fucking coach. Yeah. Like, my God, football coach. So it was also discovered that back in 1998, Ray in his position of being the DA had declined to pursue charges against Sandusky. Now, upon further investigation, authorities were totally unable to determine why Ray had decided against pressing charges, even though there seemed to be substantial evidence against him. There could be a number of reasons for this. I don't necessarily yeah, want to play that into nefariousness, but like it doesn't really matter what the truth is. All that matters is what you can prove in court. And maybe yeah. Ray, for whatever reason, felt like he couldn't. And in the late 90s, right. We don't very, know. very different time frame, especially in terms of, frankly, just sexual abuse. Um, and, and it's. And, 
and its yeah. kind of presence in 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 society, in American society at least. Was that what and you were going to say too? People, yeah. well, I was going to say people were Penn State football fans. If you're from Pennsylvania, right. you don't want to be the guy. The that, guy that, yeah, the guy that brings this down. I mean, this is who knows. There's For a number sure. of reasons. So when investigators tried to review Ray's files about the Sandusky case, they found quite literally nothing. No notes or paperwork pertaining to the case whatsoever, which is a little odd. That is, certainly yeah. would at least been investigated. You know, furthermore, he had apparently not discussed Sandusky with anyone in his office. Nobody seemed able to speak to why he hadn't followed up. Hmm. In September of 2013, during a conversation with a former member of the Hells Angels Club, authorities learned that the motorcycle motorcyclist believed Ray to be dead. Hmm. The informant told police that Ray had been murdered in retaliation for a prison sentence he'd given to another Hells Angel, but oh. stopped talking before disclosing the location of Ray's body. Wow. Hmm. Now, police have since refused to comment on this lead. And its status, unfortunately, remains unknown to the public. Yeah. Again, they're going to pursue every lead. <laughs> they're going to pursue every lead. And I'm not saying that the Hells Angel person isn't real, but it sounds like a convenient way for police to say, oh, we're, you know, we're not going to comment on this lead. And, you know, we only know what we know. And we're only sharing what, you know, there's just a little bit too. It smells a little too much like a cover up in a lot of different ways. And I'm not saying any particular parties to blame but it's just like you know the the math ain't mathin', for lack of a better term I agree. I agree well in february of 2014 a few years later the belafonte police turned the case over to the pennsylvania state police once the hunt was now under their jurisdiction the state police began their search anew and enlisted the help of larger law enforcement agencies including the fbi and interpol the task force created by Stacy Miller still remains active to this day, meeting once a month to consider any new leads. There is currently a box in the evidence room of the Belafonte Police Department labeled, quote, Grycar Evidence. The box contains Ray's laptop and hard drive and some debris dragged up from the Susquehanna River. Like I said, there's tons of debris. I, literally, I remember the debris of this river when I was young. It was very murky and, and probably frankly unsafe shout out to my mom for letting us frankly. do that yeah but um i want to pause for a second too to just think a little bit more about what evidence could be taken from a, a waterlogged laptop you couldn't do any um fingerprints there's no dna gonna be on it you know what i mean it's kind of a perfect way to get rid of something if you think about it i'm looking them up online just to see if like yeah. you know well it's funny because it was on his wiki page it says that he's a republican and if uh -huh. that would happen nowadays, people would be like, oh, it's the it's the left. Yeah, it's, it's the left. The, you it's, know, it'd be like something. It's always like, a political. It's the right. It's the yeah. it's something. Right. Exactly. So well, especially when you're a DA, you know, you do kind of maybe have to consider some of that and to some degree, although I'm sure not nearly as much as you do nowadays as it was um, compared to back then. But nonetheless, inside of uh, wow. a nearby filing cabinet at this location are all of the files that chronicle the search for Ray, all which culminate in dead ends. Among them are a suicide letter that mentions Ray's kidnapping. I'm assuming mm. not from him, from someone else. Logs of conversations with clairvoyants and psychics who claim to be able to ascertain his whereabouts via paranormal means. Listen, a lot of crazy things have happened to me. I'm all about it, but I really haven't. I'm really not really. Instead of speculating where the body is, why don't you just go find the yeah, fucking body and help, help the fucking police? That'd be great. Thank you. And uh, also included are hundreds of alleged sightings of the missing DA spanning the country. 
In fact, there have been over 300 false sightings of Ray, and police officers have collected many more hundreds of leads and tips, all of which have frankly gone cold upon investigation. Now, though Ray has been declared legally dead, it seems the state plans to continue their search as best they can. In fact, in June of 2023, the state issued a $5,000 reward for information about Ray's whereabouts. Every time new technology becomes available to search for DNA, fingerprints, faces, and the like, his information is run through the system in hopes he will eventually be found. The search for Ray remains ongoing. Um, His family, friends, and the team investigating him all remain hopeful that one day the truth about his whereabouts will be found. One last thing that comes to mind here as we talk about DNA. Did they DNA test the New Mexico inmate? I mean, look at the picture, you guys. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... Well, I guess they discovered his identity, you know? And like, again, raise a DA. I'm... Even with the identity, I'm like, I, I, I want... Even if you have a Facebook account and blah, 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 I want DNA because the way people can change, especially, by the way, if you're like an FBI informant or have some kind of connection to some other like kind of governmental whatever, it's not hard to change your to change your identity. I mean, from what I've gathered over the years, according to these true crime documentaries and cases that we've talked about. So I think we need to go back to New Mexico guy and just simply do a DNA thing because if nothing else, that guy has to be related to him. He looks exactly like him. I mean, he looks really, really similar, yeah. but that is that. What a thank you, Laura, for the suggestion, because that, yes, that thank just you. feels wild. I mean, yeah. it does feel like for a DA retaliatory. Uh, it, what's interesting to me is why on his home computer, like, why in this home computer did it have about the laptop, though? Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Everything, like, yeah, like, did they look into that any further? Like, like I just it don't must have happened it. at his house. Like, someone obviously knew this was going to happen, or at least the computer thing was going to happen. Who was ever at his home? Right. Um, I don't know. It's very strange, but I don't know either. Obviously, let us know what you guys think um, at Carpe Darren, at Jay Thrasher, and of course, in our Facebook group, and of course, on Patreon. We definitely want to listen um, to all of that. John, let's end some listener shout outs. Yeah, why don't you take this first one from Jessica? Uh, Jessica in our Facebook group listened to a recap of Natalia Speaks from last week and said, just listen to today's episode and completely agree. I'd like to point out that the mans are still posting about Natalia on TikTok, literally in January. Thank you for that, Jessica. The one that's hard to read is the man saying to go follow Natalia's TikTok. So the ending is definitely sus. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Natalia Speaks, I'll take the second one here Um, for my friend. I'm going to shout out my friend Amanda. You know, she texted me as well about Natalia Speaks. And she was hopefully she doesn't mind me telling you guys this. This was in a text message. But she was like, you know, honestly, by episode five, I was getting bored. And I was like, now that you say that I was I needed somebody to say that to me because I was feeling that way about that documentary, too. I'm like, you know, there's a there's going to be a part three. Apparently, I just don't know that I want to go back down that story again. You know what I mean? I wish the best for everyone, but it does feel a little bit like a money grab to some extent. Like it yeah. does feel like that. I I don't yeah. know. I mean, I'd be probably curious enough just to see what kind of more information they could squeeze out of this, especially yeah. if the mans are showing that 
they are like they are promoting her like i it just like it's it just seems very strange so yeah uh, well thank you to uh amanda for that note and to jessica in our facebook group and thanks i want some again to my coworker laura for your incredible case suggestion this was a fascinating case and if you want to have your suggestion turned into an episode you guys you should join us on patreon because radish tears that's radish and sussy radish get to submit case suggestions for us to consider for full episodes and frankly as long as we don't we aren't going to potentially get sued we're going to probably do all of them so we're going to do it that's right. And of course, you get all of the other bonus content, including ad-free video podcasts. You get to see our beautiful faces every single week, every single ooh, uh, ooh. Sunday that the new episode releases on the main feed. It's a really great value. And frankly, it really helps keep our show going and it supports the show directly. So thank you for all of you who do already subscribe on Patreon. You can check us out at patreon.com slash shaken and disturbed or just click click the link in the show notes. Yes, please. Darren, that would I'm be gonna great. I'm going to go check my freshies. I'm going to check my laptop and I'm going to check my hard drive to make sure everything is where it needs to be. Did you check your brake pads because you don't need, you don't have pants on and you don't have a penis? No. Okay. I didn't do that. All right, cool. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.